0: Citizens of the Internet showing their non-fondness for the new trailer for the Death Wish remake featuring Bruce Willis. Reince Priebus getting the outs at the White House while John Kelly getting the shot in for the chief of staff position. And a cute little calf in Texas that was born with a face just like rocker Gene Simmons, or at least the demon character he plays in Kiss. Those three stories did not make the top ten for this week, along with some other great things that happened. So, which really, really, really great stories were the tops of the week? We'll talk about those in just a moment here on the Weekly Rebel Podcast for the week that's ending August 5th, 2017. And welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Payne. I'm your host for this podcast and other podcasts along our network inside of ThisIsTheConversation.com. And every single day or five days a week, we have what's called a daily podcast, a daily recap, where we go through the stories of the previous day. On Monday, we actually recap three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On Saturday, today, you're hearing the release of the stories that we have for the full week, the full ten days, uh, full seven days of great stories And we start off with the top 10 stories of those past seven days in the week. We also try to have a conversation with someone out there who is a news person, someone into news and into information, and see what they think about the top stories going on. And then we let you know on some of the other stories that didn't quite make it, including the three that we mentioned in the tease, plus a few more on top of that. How do you get a chance to be a part of this big shebang, you may ask? Well, it's very simple. All you have to do is join us in our social media feeds and follow and do what you do when they come up. You just like them. You look at them. You reply to them. You send them to friends. You follow us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. You follow us on Facebook. Look for this is a conversation and make sure your notifications are on in Facebook because they try to hide them from you. And of course, go to our main website this Is a conversation.com. Plenty of great features, great things at the main website. Uh, More on that in just a bit. Right now, let's get into the top ten for the week. David Letterman style in reverse order from 10 to 1. These are the most replied to, most responded to, most liked, most Facebook, most whatever stories you want to call it, the most reacted to stories for the full week. Number 10 story is North Korea, where they fired a missile directly towards Japan. This story got even, even weirder as the week came on, or more detailed, should I say. So North Korea, which is firing off its missiles like crazy, I think they have fired off 18 missiles in the last year or so in test, fired one that went directly toward Japan, which is bad in its first place. It landed just a few miles outside of the international waters of Japan. That's pretty bad. And because North Korea just fires off missiles whenever they feel like it, essentially, we can't plan around them, number one, so we can stop them, number two, so that we can make sure that they don't hit anything. And that was a case where they almost hit. They came within two miles of hitting a French airliner with this test from last week. Now, North Korea is getting closer and closer to putting up a missile that has the long enough range to reach from their coast to the west coast of the United States. Right now, they can probably easily reach Hawaii and maybe even Alaska with a fairly good missile. But they're working on the technology to make it even better. And, of course, they're working on putting a nuke on top so that they have a threat, So they are a threat to any actual major power. We'll see exactly how that rolls out. But right now, North Korea is still doing North Korea things, firing off missiles and being North Korea. The number nine story goes to Michelle Carter. Something happened very quickly, getting a lot of response quickly. Michelle Carter was a young lady who was sentenced for sending texts to a boyfriend who was dealing with some depression issues, and he ended up committing suicide. She essentially goaded him into killing himself, which he did. Uh, Her friends and all the acquaintances were horrified in the situation, and now sentencing has come down she will receive two and a half years in prison for the suicide text. This is not so much the end of the story, but hopefully if you have a story that's similar, you're dealing with similar issues, now is a great enough time as any to remind you that there's always always a ways to reach out for help if you need a little help with depression a little help with feeling down and sad something that's not quite going away there's always ways to reach out to folks to get information on that reach out to suicide hotlines reach out to family friends reach out to uh, pastors clergy reach out to people until somebody answers your questions because your life is definitely worth it Uh, do not deal with the sadness by yourself now, something that probably won't bring a lot much sadness, something that will bring a lot of gladness to a lot of people's hearts, will be the revival of Will and Grace. We found out that yesterday, Will and Grace will add on a few more extra episodes to its returning season coming up, starting September 28th, and they are repicked up for a second season. So they're getting a bit of a, they were a sh- basically a short run seasoned show for the first run. They're adding a couple extras to that one, and they will be back for a second year next year. So congratulations to Will and Grace who are back. We'll see how they kind of recant all the ending stuff, how they make that work out. But we'll see the return of the whole gang, Will, Grace, Jack, and uh, Karen doing their silly antics on NBC again. Our number seven story goes out to China. China has some researchers who were working with a Tesla, the uh, cool electric car thing. And they found a way to, once again, hack into the system and hit the brakes remotely on the car. Now, this was in a test environment. This is not on someone actually driving around the car and hitting the brakes to kill them. But this brings up the point where this situation where maybe someone can hack into your Tesla while you're driving around and hit your brakes and kill you. That's a concern for people who want to drive these things, a concern for people who build these things. Apparently not as big a concern for people who are hacking to try to make it happen. Or maybe it is because they want to make sure it happens. We'll see how this comes out. But hackers have found, or at least Chinese researchers have found, a way to hack into a Tesla and hit remote braking systems. Maybe it can be used for good. This doesn't seem like something that's all that great, though. The number six story goes out to Sofia Vergara, who, of course, is one of the stars of the hit TV show Modern Family on ABC and, of course, all over the place. I see it usually reruns on USA, but it's just everywhere, essentially, in reruns, it looks like, or in syndication, to say, not so much reruns. Uh, But Sofia Vergara did something pretty interesting. At 45 years old, I believe turning 46 this year, uh, she is the cover girl for Women's Health. Not so interesting. She posed nude for the cover and for some nude photos inside of the book. Woman's health, not normally known for its nudes, of course, had her covered up or covering herself up in all the photos. But it was an episode or an issue, I should say, that was dealing with the body of the maturing woman. Uh, showing that mature women have the right to be as sexy as they want to be and be as mature as they want to be. That sounded much better in my head than when I said it, but that's what we said. So uh, Sofia Vergara is the cover of Women's Health magazine, bringing out a lot of conversations on people and women specifically uh, at a, let's just say, a mature age who still want to be in good shape and good health and the efforts they go to get and stay in shape and stay in good health number five story goes to kevin myers of the sunday times who is a writer for the sunday times he wrote an article uh last weekend that had to be pulled and had to be apologized for is that such a odd thing not so much but the big thing was he wrote an article that was essentially talking about um uh, the wage inequity uh that was brought up the week before by the sunday times or brought up before uh yeah by the sunday times um in an article they did about the BBC and how the wages were unfair for the men workers as opposed to the women workers. And in the article that Kevin Myers put out, the article had listing such stuff that was both offensive to women and Jews in particular and together because of the two offending statements, or the very offending statements to the two parties, I should say. The Times had to pull the article and send many apologies. Uh, him last week. Not a good week for people who make money by rumbling at the mouth because this is a guy who lost a little money for saying a little something he should not have said. The number four story goes to Barcelona and the Tomorrowland Unite Festival where thousands, thousands, tens of thousands of stagegoers, of, of festival goers had to be evacuated after a main stage caught on fire in the middle of the ceremonies, in the middle of the tour. It was just a late night uh, concert where all of a sudden, literally, the stage erupted in flames and around 30,000 people had to be evacuated from the entire festival for safety reasons. No real um, idea how the fire came came to pass, how this, how this how the fire actually came up, uh, but it was a very big spectacle that took a lot of people away from, i.e. their festival, and from the internet standpoint, a lot of people away from what they were staring at to kind of see the wreckage and see things going on in real time. A British man bought a brand new Ferrari, a 200,000 uh, uh, British pound Ferrari, that's uh, what it is, British pounds, 200,000 pound Ferrari. Uh, Not weight, but that's how much it costs. And within an hour of driving it off the lot, uh, crashed it. And, of course, because this is what we do these days, sent the images, sent the proof on social media. He became kind of the laughing stock for a day or so for crashing his brand-new Ferrari. Number two, uh, he became kind of the hero for being able to afford to buy a Ferrari and then crash it. Uh, This was a a story that got lots and lots and lots of looks, lots and likes, lots of... Of images views for this one as you see the wreckage of what was a once a beautiful car only an hour later being literally a pile of rubble that could have killed him. So the good news is he survived a pretty big crash and he survived a pretty uh, daring situation. Bad news is he's out 2200,000 pounds and a brand new Ferrari. Our number two story goes into the world of MMA and WWE. It starts off with John Jones and Daniel Cormier, who had a rematch with Daniel Cormier holding the belt for the light heavyweight championship in UFC, a belt once held by John Jones, which he had to relinquish due to some issues with cocaine. Yes, he was doing cocaine, and he got kicked out of the fight game for a while. Cormier was essentially his main villain, his main rival, his main uh, guy to fight against, and so the big dream match came to pass. Finally, this time, John Jones knocks down Daniel Cormier. He rewins the light heavyweight championship in UFC for UFC 214 and puts out a big open challenge to Brock Lesnar, who is currently signed with the WWE. Now, what makes this really interesting, and we've had a, other conversations in the week that, of course, didn't make the top ten, but Brock Lesnar is sort of a part-time guy for the WWE. He's a big draw. He's a large name, large man, by the way, and a lot of people come to see him, but his contract allows him to kind of come in and out and not make as many appearances as other actors, I'll say actors, on the shows do. Therefore, he has the outs to disappear for a while and only show up for various pay-per-views. And, of course, he had a break to take off some time to train for a UFC fight a few months ago, just doing a little sparring here or there. He, of course, once once a very large uh, heavyweight champion in the UFC, one of the most dominant in the time, had to deal with a bout of meningitis that nearly killed him. So, John Jones is speaking some trash towards Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar spoke some trash back, and it looks like there's a storyline being played out in the WWE to allow Brock Lesnar to disappear for a while, maybe to fight John Jones. That would be pretty big money for UFC fans and just fight fans in general. We'll see if that one happens. And the biggest story of the week, the most responded to story of the week by Bleeps and Bounds. It's a sad one. We have the story where one person died and one person was listed as missing after an explosion and a partial building collapse at a Minneapolis school. Now, the school had a gas leak that caused an explosion that had the building um, collapse on, on side itself. An administrative person was killed in the blast. A Worker who was enlisted as someone in the support staff was missing for a while. I don't have the updates on that. I believe he was actually not not found. But the firefighters and various first responders spent essentially a day trying to keep the building from completely collapsing. They were able to do that and keep the building from falling on itself. And now structural people are trying to make sure the building is structurally sound or at least taken care of to be fixed. Uh, no other people, 10 other people were actually hurt seriously in the incident, but no other fatalities no other serious incidents other than the dead and the uh, one missing person that were listed in the main story. And those are your top 10 stories for the week. We thank you so much for joining us in all the conversations and making those things happen. Of course, as we say often, all you have to do is follow us on social media and interact with the stories as they come by to let us know which ones are the real big ones. And we are on social media for Twitter, TH underscore Conversation. Facebook, This Is The Conversation. And we have our main home on our main website at com. Coming up in just a bit, we're going to talk the brackets, do the news game with my friend Ron Mack, the hip optimist, who will give a, well, he's a pretty interesting guy with some pretty interesting ideas, and we will see exactly what he will say about a very diverse group of stories we have in this top ten for this week. That's coming up in just a bit here from this is the conversation.com. Well there are plenty of great places online to get your services for your back end for your website to get your hosting services to get your domains taken care of to get all the things worked out for your shopping carts and everything and they work fairly fairly well fairly similarly I would say and there are various places various places that give you great prices great deals on those things but iPage is the one that I use and I stand by. I've gone through plenty of them in my 20-odd years working Internet stuff. Trust me, it is worth it, the time, the effort to work to get to know the iPage folks. And they're going to make it worth your effort because they have packages starting as low as two ninety nine a month for hosting services. If you just need a simple web page, they can take care of you pretty quickly. And trust me, their customer support is as great as any of the other ones. You've heard horror stories about other places and their customer support service iPage works and gets to you quickly easily and helps you get things done in fact sometimes they fix things for you in the sense that you might have your own issues I had some issues going down with some uh, malware that got put into one of my websites and they actually saw it uh, disengaged it quarantined it and then let me know what happened so that we can go back together myself and customer service and fix it and save that site they're not miracle workers. They're just good folks trying to make a good living, and they're giving you a great chance to get your thing in at the same time. One ninety nine a month for service hosting. That's at one of the lowest prices in the business. So if you're having a bit of frustration with your host provider, which your host provider is probably great, but just in case they're not, or if you're looking for a brand-new place to put up a brand-new website, give iPage a try. I swear by them for all my sites, and I believe once you check them out, You'll love them too. Check out our website, thisisaconversation.com slash iPage for a great deal, including a deal to get this site, your site, your website, your whole shebang up on the Internet and host it and run and taken care of by great people for just $2. Yes, $1.99 per month. Check out for that deal and other great deals they have for larger, more expansive projects from iPage. Thisisaconversation.com slash iPage. Ron Mack is a man known as the Hip-Hoptimist here in Little Rock, and he and his brother, known as the Razorback, formed the legendary backyard 25 years ago as a place to do great things. They wanted to explore hip-hop culture and other art things. And 25 years has gone by, and they've done great things with it here in the community and doing some national things here as well and regional things as well. So we got into, me and I got into it with uh, the news, talking about how things are going. But, of course, we have to promote the guy on the stage. So we opened up the interview talking about how The Legendary Backyard came to be 25 years ago. You are the hip optimist, and you have been doing things for 25 years officially with The Backyard and Backyard Productions. Tell us how the backyard became to be.
1: Well, my brother and I uh were were very much into hip hop. My father who's a minister was in a seminary in Kansas City. So we were really immersed in the hip hop scene or at least I was. First as a graffiti artist, then as a turntableist or DJ, then as a break dancer and lastly as an M C. So I experienced and matriculating through all the elements of hip-hop, and was really immersed into that hip-hop culture as a youth in Kansas City.
0: Now, 25 years you've been doing this officially with The Backyard and Backyard Productions. 25 years is a mighty long time, my friend. How have you been able to stay in the game and stay relevant, one, in hip-hop, and two, here in Little Rock?
1: Well, I I guess to to segue into really how we got started, that was how I got into hip-hop culture. Then my brother said, man, we ought to create a company. I first went out in 98 as a solo rap artist, and my brother said, why don't we form a company? My father, being a minister, had taken a course where they talked about how words that have power start with P and B because of the physicality of saying words that start with P and B. So we went down the dictionary first in the Bs, and when we got to the word backyard, we was like, man, that's it. It it sounds hip-hop. So that was officially how we named ourselves. And so it was 1992. I was at the University of Arkansas at Palm Bluff, and I was diverse from the start, being an artist, a dancer, a lyricist. I used all the arts already, so the company started with the release of my first cassette at the time, One Mag Number One, Brother From Around the Block, which I did, did play on Pump It or Dump It or whatever it was called at that time, and and, and it got pumped like almost 90%, I think it was like 88, 89%, and so the other thing that started our company was the publishing arm, which I self-published a comic book, so I was from the start in music, writing, and art. So when Backyard was conceived and birthed, it had all those elements already as part of it. And I think that contributes to our longevity because we're able to do everything. And we now call ourselves the Legendary Backyard, the authentic, independent brand for creative services. And we found that if we service the hip-hop community, we can last longer than just simply being a musician or a rapper or a musical act, we found that if we loan our services as producers, as contributing writers, as artists, as caricature artists, as mural artists, and put it all up under the umbrella of Backyard, we were able to last longer. So we engage in music, writing, art, events, workshops, forms and more.
0: Well, that is awesome, and I'd say congratulations on hitting 25 years at Legendary Backyard, and you had a grand bash last weekend, so we tried to get you in last weekend. And so, of course, for the next 25, we'll make sure you're on time. We'll, we'll take care of that. How about that one?
1: Right, right, right. So, so let's play Thanks the game, for the okay? Next
0: 25. No problem. So let's go ahead and get the game in, okay? And I explained the rules to you, but I'll do it real quick for the listeners. We have the top 10 stories from this the conversations all the weeks that we had playing in our social media and you have no idea what these stories are correct that is correct i'm going to offer them up to you in batches one and two they've been shuffled around so not in the same order as one through ten you get a chance to pick one of the two to move on to the next round to possibly talk about or you can pass one group since there are 10 entries and eight go go by so uh, you totally understand this
1: Yes, okay. I think I can
0: make it. All right, so these we had some very diverse stories, and there are international stories as well. So if you don't know, just, just pass it along, and we'll make it work. And like I said, if you want to pass on a group of stories, we'll, we'll go past that one. If you don't pass the first eight, the last two obviously get passed. Let's start off with this international story, this batching. Number one is the Barcelona Tomorrowland Unite festival goers had to be evacuated after a huge fire on the main stage versus... The one dead, one missing after explosion and partial building collapse at the Minneapolis school. Which of those two stories would you like to pass on to the next round, or would you like to pass on those two?
1: Uh, let me pass on both of
0: those. All right. That means we've got to have some idea of the next eight stories to move one on to the next round. All right. So, the next one is North Korea appears to have fired missiles directly towards Japan. And Sunday Times removes Kevin Meyer's article and apologizes for offending women and Jews. Uh, Uh, let's go with korea all right we're moving korea on to the next round not a problem the next two batches of stories batches five and six two hundred thousand pound ferrari that's pounds in british money wrecked in crash one hour after purchase or john jones defeats daniel cormier at ufc 214 before challenging brock lesnar
1: let's go with the money car
0: the money car okay Chinese researchers hack Tesla, hit brakes remotely, or 45-year-old Sofia Vergara poses nude for cover of Women's Health? Uh, let's go with the nude model. That's where I thought you were going with that one. And trust me, I got into the same fight that we were going to get into with this one, too. All right, Will & Grace Revival already picked up for second season, and Michelle Carter sentenced to two and a half years for suicide text. This is the last one. you got to pick one of these two to move on.
1: Uh, let's get the suicide
0: text. All right. So now we're going to go off between the matchup is between South or North Korea and their missile test and the uh, Ferrari being wrecked after an hour being bought. Which one moves on to the next round?
1: Let's go with Korea.
0: All right. And we're moving on to Sofia Vergara posing nude in uh, Women's Health and Michelle Carter getting sentenced for the suicide text. Let's go with the nude model. All right. So now you get the chance to pick the A and the B, the top story to you, and the next to top story, and we'll talk about both of them real briefly. So, which story of the two—that being North Korea firing missiles towards Japan and Sophia Vergara posing news in nude in Women's Health—is your top story?
1: Probably Korea.
0: All right. Well, that's the safe answer. So we'll say that's a safe answer, but you get to talk about both of them. So let's start Good. off with North Korea. All right, I'll give the a quick background. North Korea, of course, has been firing off of various missiles for about the last 18 months, just kind of at randomish for our eyes. The last right. one they fired was last weekend. It fired towards Japan. It fell into the waters a few miles off the um, outside of international waters, and we found out late in the uh, week this week that the actual missile was about 2 miles off from hitting a French airliner that was in flight because you can't flight plan around a guy firing missiles when he wants to. What do you feel about North Korea and all these crazy missile tests going on?
1: Well, I think that you do have to have a heavy hand toward such a a dictator like that in Korea. And also, we have to have a defensive posture, policy, and way of dealing with what's going on. And that doesn't mean militarily. I think we have to use diplomatic. Procedures, sanctions, and other things, as well as military, to squash and squelch such behavior. But I I do understand how they have ramped up because of the threats they perceive from us here in America. I do understand that, so I don't want that to be lost on myself or anybody else that's listening
0: you think they perceive it as a real threat? You don't think it's just um, something hyped up by a guy who's, and we hate to say it this way because this way he's portrayed, just a disillusioned kid who just doesn't really get what's going on?
1: Well, I think that's very appropriate to categorize or to define the adolescent's behavior is what it is. And so when when you have someone who has never live the normal life. We have been in media for a long time, so when people ask me about Lil Wayne or Michael Jackson and say how crazy their antics are, I say, well, they never had to really live regular lives. How can you expect them to be normal? Well, the same is true for Donald Trump. He's never lived a normal life. He will never be able to understand or. Put himself in the shoes of a normal, everyday person. So, his, he if you want to talk about American entitlement? I think that becomes the ultimate entitlement when when you're the son of a, a billionaire. And so, it would be like asking Michael Jackson—well, Jackson, he's a season now—or Lil Wayne to act normal. They don't. They don't know what that is.
0: Their normal is not our is like their, that as well. Their normal is not our normal, so they're acting exactly. normal right now. All right, real quickly, Sofia Vigera, Of course, she is a star of uh, one of the stars of Modern Family, uh, and she is showing off. Her most of her body, she of course is you know covering some stuff up. It is to cover women's health after all, showing that a forty five year old woman uh, ha- should have no qualms on trying to look her best and no tra- qualms on doing whatever she wants to to be sexy, for lack of a better term. She's saying that if you want to go out there and pull a little extra into into it, that is fine. But she's also saying body image should not be the defining factor of a woman. But if you're forty five, it's no problem with, with one to look hot. What do you think about? What she's saying and what she's doing?
1: Well, I think here in America we have this biblical or this Bible belt mentality, especially here in the South, but I think all over in comparison to other parts of the world. And me having my training as an artist and my education as an artist, uh, I-, I opted to go into art versus math, though so I had scholarships for both. I opted to go into art so that I could do figure drawing class versus crunching numbers. So the type of figures that I wanted to calculate were naked women. And so with that being the case, my mindset is that this is something that we have to deal with. I think it's more about our American collective conscience that has a problem with nudity versus the act that she did. I think how we perceive it as being something negative or nasty or, I don't know, something that's, that's not appropriate, I think is is more the problem than, you know, where where it really is. It's, it's, it's not the perceived problem we think it is.
0: I just want you to know, when I brought up the article when I was posting it, my wife, um, first thing she asked was, so why do you care? <laughs> And uh, of course, the, the the conversation pretty much ended at that point right there. But uh, right, but right. but but it was a pretty important story and a lot of reaction inside of our conversation chat this week. So a lot of people thought it was pretty interesting, and that's a very interesting take for it. Thank you so much for giving us that. I appreciate that.
1: Well, well, I'm also a PK, which is a preacher's kid, which some people perceive to be anti hip hop. Like, how can you rap at clubs and how can you write lyrics and and I'm like. Well, aren't your father a minister? Yes, he is. But he also understands that God gave me this gift to to love language enough to put words together or know how to visually put some on the wall in graffiti or know how to move my body in such a way that others marvel at it. So, uh, or take sound pieces and create something on turntables. He understood that as a gift and I have used that gift to create a business and to, to stay here and be relevant and be active and, and be an activist in this community. So uh, I think that that perception of of, of this whole biblical thing, and, and then you it, it's sort of this thing, nature versus nurture, where naturally men are attracted to women. and And my wife and I have those conversations, too. But religion and other things, social norms, whatever you want to call it, dictate that that we're supposed to discipline ourselves uh, to fight nature and actually oppose nature in certain things. And, and that gets into a whole other thing about matrimony and monogamy and a whole lot of other things that can come up with that conversation. But uh, those are good conversations to have. And, uh, yeah, my wife is not here, so I can have them openly with you right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's take care of the business part. Of course, for people who are uh, this this podcast is heard by people all over the country. So, for people not in Little Rock, let them know how they can find you online, and if they come to town, if there's a place specifically to to hunt you out.
1: Okay. Well, uh, first, I give my email. That may sound old fashioned now, but it's that hip hop t h a t hip-hop at dmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook as Ron Mac. that's R-O-N, spacebar, M-C, and I'm also on Instagram as The hip which is a phrase I coined, uh, which is spelled like hip-hop and optimist put together, hip hoptimist.
0: All right, Ron Mack, thank you so much for joining us. Sorry we couldn't make it happen last week, but we'll definitely have you on later on playing the brackets and talking about new stuff. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you.
0: Once again, we thank Ron Mack, the hip optimist, for being on the air with us here in the podcast. That one didn't quite go as expected for uh, the talking part, the actual talk about the stories. But he is very much a man of his own thoughts, a man of his own ideas. But oddly enough, this game went very easily. So I guess after a couple of weeks, this bracket thing sort of makes sense. Thank you so much for listening to that. And if you want more about Ron Mack, we'll have his information in the show notes for this podcast. If you can't find this podcast from whatever pod you got it from, your podcatcher didn't quite gather all the notes directly, uh, stop by the website. This is a conversation.com and search for podcasts and look for the one for this date the weekly wrap-up podcast for August the 5th 2017 we've worked through the top 10 now go through some other things the ones that are still pretty important but didn't quite make it into the top 10 based on sometimes timing sometimes not great importance and some stories just just aren't going to rank very high but we think they're pretty cool by the way let's start off from the number 11 story the one that barely missed it Into the top 10 Missed it by about 6 interactions actually That infamy goes to Bruce Willis Who also did something infamous Over the past couple of months And now it is showing up on the interwebs It is Death Wish It is a remake of the classic uh, series Done by Charles Bronson uh, Who may not look like an action hero But he carried a big gun And killed a lot of folks And people loved it in the 80s I loved it Of course I was like 12 Now they're redoing it with the, I guess, a new 2017 kind of vision into it. And the trailer was, eh, for lack of a better word. And many people across the Internet saw that, were thinking, wow, what's up with Death Wish? Saw it trending, saw the trailer and thought, wow, what's up with Death Wish? Not many people happy with the trailer. We'll see if they'll have massive uh, reshoots like you're doing for Justice League to fix something because I've not heard anything about any test screenings at the moment killing two birds, birds with one stone, should say. Reince Priebus was pushed out of the White House uh, as a chief of staff job. This came, of course, with the Anthony Scaramucci hiring for the communications director after a couple days of Scaramucci being Scaramucci. Reince Priebus steps down and gives some very good applause for the team in the White House. He plays for the team, or he plays well with the team, and doesn't throw anybody under the bus, unlike his boss did often. So, a few days later, we get the announcement of a new chief of staff. His name is John Kelly. John Kelly, who was the head of Homeland Security up until a couple of days ago, uh, was announced over the weekend that he'd take over job on Monday. Come Monday, lots of things changed. We had a little less furor in the tweets from the president. Not completely, but a little less. A little less punch in those tweets. We also had the uh, the uh, how can you say it? The firing of Anthony Scaramucci uh, because essentially John Kelly thought he was a liability, and Donald Trump thought he was grandstanding, trying to be bigger than Trump, which is the real crime there. So for Scaramucci, which makes the whole story really, really sad and tragic. In a span of ten days, he leaves a job, a firm in in New York. He basically has to divest himself of this thing to go work for the government. Cause that's how most people do it when you're not the actual president. Because of that, he's out basically $7 million off the bat because he had to drop this job. He took this government job, which could have been a cool cool job, but in the process of the time, his wife files for divorce. They apparently hadn't been doing so well for for a while. The kicker is she's also nine months pregnant and has a baby two weeks premature, who writes, well, was not Reince Priebus, who Anthony Scaramucci doesn't get a chance to see born, a because he's arguing with his wife who just filed from divorce, and B, he's traveling with the president at the time. Okay, no big deal. And then he gets fired from the job he took over that was a pay cut from his big job. So if you want to have um cry for cries for Anthony Scaramucci, by all means do. But many people aren't too um They aren't too sad about Scaramucci in his very short tenure, although he does get some uh, spots in the history books for being in the job. Uh, But let's call it an asterisk as opposed to a real mark in the system. Very quickly, a Texas calf was born that looks a whole lot like Gene Simmons' demon from Kiss. You can see various pictures of that online. He's got the face, he's got the looks, he's got the big tongue because he's a cow, uh, but he is a cow and not really Gene Simmons. We're pretty sure on that one. Amazon Prime is coming out with a new alt-history series to sort of not well, not necessarily combat the uh, one announced by HBO called Confederate, but just it, but the premise does. It's called Black America, or at least that's what it's called right now. It's depicting a post-reparations United States. That's where instead of in Confederate where we're seeing a world where the Confederacy actually broke away from the United States and they're still holding slaves in the 21st century – Black America will show a world where the reparations promise did come through and essentially a whole lot of black people got a whole lot of land and they succeeded from the union, for lack of better terms, and are running things in their sense. We'll see how these things play against each other. Uh, And, of course, just a reminder, the next season of The Man in High Castle apparently coming soon as well. So you can check that out on Amazon Prime as well. Not really a plug. That just came to my mind. One of the biggest stories for the tale in the last week going to the weekend when you got a chance to hear some of the 911 calls was an Ohio woman who had a pet boa constrictor who, of course, wrapped its body around her neck and then attached his teeth into her face. Firefighters had to come in and to assist and actually had to kill the snake, cut its head off to get him to release him, I don't know if it's him, to get the snake to release itself from around the woman's neck and release itself from its face. So that was a very daring, very kind of scary situation that turned out okay as the woman does survive. She does lose a pet snake in the process. Kevin James and Leah Remney are going to reunite officially on Kevin Can Wait. Leah Remney is becoming a cast regular for the show as the show in its uh, freshman season Actually, kills off Kevin James's wife. Yes, Kevin James had a t- new TV wife for his new TV show. He had Lisa Remini uh, come in, Leah Remney, Lisa, Leah Remney come in for a guest appearance as his ex partner from being a cop. Uh, Kevin plays a ex cop who stays at home, a stay at home dad now. And now, since they decided to kill off the character that was his current wife because of whatever Lee remedy gets a chance to slide on in and be the king of queens part two at least that's what a lot of people online are saying are saying this essentially uh the kevin of queens or king of queen's second edition uh they're stating no it's going to be a totally different concept but it's hard to um it's very hard to uh, to get out of your mind the fact that they're reuniting uh a old tv couple that worked on a new show because a new show may or may not work for the fans The NAACP has issued a travel advisory uh, for a state in the United States, that being Missouri. Now, that does sound very odd, and it is, and it's the very first time they've done that. What they're doing is they're putting out an announcement that allows people to know that there's some laws that went into place at the beginning of this month, because that's when legislature's laws usually come into place after they're put in, that are essentially discriminatory and show um, and offer up. Not exactly the most fair range for minorities and women. So if you happen to be in Missouri and got in trouble with some sort of law enforcement, uh, they had extra rights or they actually had less rights and less um, things they can get away with in Missouri because of the new laws for cracking down on various things, and that's basically targets minorities and women. So the NAACP, uh, along with still trying to work the lobbying angle, are telling people Missouri, not the best place to be for, for a vacation for a while if you're from out of town and you happen to be a minority or a woman. Just letting people know. The joke that was in the Dodgeball movie about ESPN The Ocho, the eighth ESPN channel that had nothing but really... Really weird stuff is coming to fruition on the actual Ocho of this year. On August the 8th, 2017, Ocho, Ocho, 2017, you will have the espn the Ocho, which is actually... ESPN U, but taking over for that day, you'll have a day full of things, for, for uh, including uh, frisbee golf and arm wrestling and uh, the return of roller derby to ESPN. Now, I say return because there was a time when roller derby was on all the time on the afternoons, filling the time slot when there wasn't wrestling. There was a time when there wasn't 20 different sports centers. But ESPN will become ESPN the Ocho on one day only, August the 8th, to give you that alternative programming all day long on the Ocho, not the U. NASA is hiring. They're looking for someone to be their planetary protection officer. What does that mean? Not exactly sure, but it's more science-y than alien fighting. They've told us that much so far. We also know that Steve Bartman received a ring, a big fat one from the Chicago Cubs as they won the 2016 uh, World Series. So they have minute fences with the other goat, not including the actual goat they got place to curse on the Cubs, but Steve Bartman, who many people believe cost the Cubs the last chance for a World Series. Rush Limbaugh celebrates 30 years in radio. Love him or hate him, he is the standard bearer for the standard in terrestrial radio right now. He makes the big money, and he basically can command those big figures because he still has the largest audience. The audience may be graying by a lot, but he still has the sway and still has the power to do what he can on the scale he does in radio and we're going to announce two very sad losses. Number 1, the death of Charlie Guard, the young child uh, who was taken off life support last Thursday, he went into hospice last Thursday and Friday and of course died a few hours after that. And the loss of playwright director and actor Sam Shepard, who passed away this week at the age of 73. And those are the other thans, the stories that didn't quite make top 10 issues but we're pretty cool, pretty interesting, and uh, pretty hot topics for the week that we thought we should talk about on the conversation. And as we say often, because we want you to remember, you can be a part of the conversation by simply following us on social media, something you're already doing, and interacting to the stories that they happen as they come through. As you see them in the feed, like them, share them, retweet them, uh, respond to them, tell us tell us nice things about them. And we will add that to account and tally them for the days and the weeks. So it's that simple. Facebook. This is the conversation. Twitter. T H underscore conversation. Our main website is conversation dot com. We want to thank our sponsor, our main sponsor for this week. Uh, IPage, the places where I host all my websites. And if you want to help us out with this website and other projects, go to conversation dot com slash iPage and see if they can help you out getting your website up for as little as one ninety nine a month. Plus, we have other great sponsors who help take care of us as well, so check them out all over. And, of course, the biggest thing you can do is share, 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 because sharing is caring. Share the podcast and our conversations online with a couple folks, just you know, a couple friends, maybe a few enemies, and some random strangers as you see them walking by the street. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out an episode and you respond to it by rating and reviewing it so that other people can see how awesome that we are. You do think we're awesome, right? That's what we're shooting for. For more information on my other projects, and there are plenty of them, check out my main website, jclevenpain.net. And, of course, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being just awesome people, knowing that you love to talk about great, diverse, and sometimes a little odd subjects. You are really into having real conversations and not getting stuck on what the mainstream media is pushing as the actual straight-up news. Because it's not that they're not pushing news, they're doing a great job of following the leads, but sometimes they get stuck on the same story for literally hours, and it becomes not so much breaking news, but breaking your mind that they're still stuck on that story news. So thank you so much for joining us to talk about and chatter with and all other things otherwise missed out on the news cycle, including that story about the calf that looked like James Simmons. We had some pictures on some stories, but a lot of people were really freaked out by that thing. Trust me, it's a, it's a little weird. We're glad you're with us here. Be with us again on Monday when we'll recap Friday, Saturday, and Sunday's Daily Recap and, of course, all week long recapping the stories of the day and then back again seven days from now to tell you which stories of the past week are in the top 10 which ones you interacted with which ones you loved the most which ones you told us were the most important ones we'll talk about those and a bunch of bunches more as we wrap up the week in the weekly wrap-up podcast coming up next Saturday. thank you for being with us here we'll join you for more from this is a conversation in the future